We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equippers Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Yes, my name is Tammy, um, for those of you who don't know me. And for those of you who have been going, where have Tammy and Jason been like the last three months? Are they backsliding? No, no, we haven't been backsliding. We have been in Mosgiel. Give me a wave, the Mosgiel peeps. Give me a wave, yes. Hello, Mosgiel. Um, we have been, um, we launched the Mosgiel campus, as you'll know, in May uh, this year. And we have been out there. We have been taking on different venues because um, I think, God wants us to be in every space in our community. And so we are trying out different venues. We will one day have a permanent venue, but at the moment we're a church on the move and, um, and you are a part of us. We are doing this together and um, it's really exciting. We've, we've seen kind of like consistent numbers of over 60 coming out. It's really, really exciting. So, um, so that's where we've been. Yeah, give God a praise. Thank you, God. So it's exciting, and um, it's exciting to be up here this morning and to be um, wrapping up our Honour Key series. For those of you who have been in the services over the month of August, this is um, the, the, um, a book by uh, Pastor Russell Evans called The Honour Key, and it's all about how when we honour, we really unlock uh, heaven here on earth. It's the key to unlocking, and um, we uh, have been on this, and I'm excited to, to uh, wrap it all up. Yeah, it's good. And uh, just to give you a wee bit of a recap of what we've been learning. So we've been learning that honour unlocks heaven and the presence of God here on earth. And what honour is, is it's to esteem, it's to put weight behind something. You honour what you value, right? Um, and last week, Pastor Mark Stevenson was down and he, he really focused on honouring one another. Honouring one another because um, we are all made in God's image. Genesis 1, 26. We all have intrinsic value because we are made in the image of God. And regardless of any actions or any inactions that we've done, we all deserve to honour each other because we have a bit of God in us. And we need to honour authority. In uh, Matthew 8, uh, there's a story of a Roman officer, and a centurion, and he honoured the authority on Jesus' life. In Matthew 8, verse 8, the centurion um, has, has asked God for a healing for his servant, and he says, Lord, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, he goes, and this one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. He said, truly, I tell you, I have, found, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. He was amazed at the faith of this Roman centurion, at the faith that he would honor who Jesus was, and he would honor the word of Jesus. And so we too are to honor authority. And, and these, the the centurion saw a healing for his, for his servant through the honour. You know, honour releases miracles. And this is what we've been learning. But we've also learned that um, where there is no honour, you know, breakthroughs are limited. In Mark 6, verse 4, Jesus said to, to the Pharisees, he says, "'A prophet is not without honour except in his own town.'" among his relatives and in his own home. 
Jesus could not do miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. So we see here that, that Jesus was amazed at the faith of a Roman centurion. And he's also amazed at the lack of faith, the lack of honor of the people who knew him most, the Pharisees, the people who knew him. And, and because of their familiarity, because of their unbelief, they missed out on the miracles that Jesus could have released. So we all honor something. We, we either honor something intentionally or we, or we honor something just by not honoring the right things. And whether intended or not, we put weight behind something. And it either brings the breakthrough, the blessings, the miracles, the promises in our world, or it brings restriction, smallness, small-mindedness in our worlds. And uh, as I wrap up the series of Honor Key, I wanted my message, um, the title of my message is called Honor Me. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you all to become narcissists at all. This is not about what honour me is. Um, honour me is about having like a really balanced honour and value of yourself. It's about not thinking too highly of yourself, but also not thinking too lowly of yourself. Having true honour and respect for who God has created you, because you are created in the image of God. You have God inside you. And we need to honour ourselves. We need to honour who we are, who God says we are. Honour how we've been created, the gifts and the abilities that God has given us. And finally, honour the call, honour the promise, honour what God has called for you in your life. And as we do these things in our lives and as we do these things in our world of honouring ourselves and honouring the truth, honouring the call, honouring the gifts within us, we will see miracles in our lives. We'll see heaven released here on earth and we'll see his kingdom unlocked in our world. So first off, honour what God says about you. What does God say about you? Do you know? I know. <laughs> Anna knows. Um, and, and we've got to honour what God says about us in this book. Because this book, this is the Bible, this is truth. We've got to honour what God says about us in here. And we've got to honour the words that God speaks over us, us prophetically. You know, those words of encouragement, those, those um, prophecies that people speak over us. What are some of the things that God says about you from here? I'll help you out. <laughs> um, he says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says you are chosen. He says you are a co-heir with Christ. And being a co-heir with Christ, you can, you can live knowing you've got an inheritance in, in heaven, but you've got an inheritance here on earth. You are a co-heir. And like we can, we can choose whether we agree with this or not. We can choose whether we want to agree with what God says about us and honour that, put weight into that, think on that. Or we can honour what our situation says, what our feelings say, or maybe even what the devil says. Maybe that fear, that doubt, that disappointment. We could honour that. We can choose to honour that, or we can choose to honour the truth. 
that there is greatness in us. You know, what has God said about you? What has he spoken to you direct? If you'll honor it, put weight behind it, you're gonna see breakthrough. You're gonna live in freedom. And you'll see a bit of his kingdom here on earth. You know, earlier in the year, I was sharing at my e-group. I actually, I actually go to three e-groups. That's a bit greedy, isn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> which one? Well, those who are in this e-group will remember it, possibly. But anyway, I was in my e-group, one of my e-groups, and, um, and I was really sharing about how I'd got this real new sense of confidence and assurance in who I am that I was really just confident in who God had created me and that I really, really liked me. And it wasn't out of pride thinking I was um, all that, but it was a sense of honoring and valuing who I am and um, not being dismissive of that or pulling myself down. Because I think so often I can go down that road where I just pull myself down, where I think, you know, um, probably like many of you in this room where I've really struggled with insecurity. I've really struggled thinking, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough, you know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you have never felt that. I have felt that. <laughs> and I struggled with comparison, you know? Like, if only I was like them. If only I could sing like Brigida. <laughs> if only I could dance like Jason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that, is, that is a true gift. It is a true gift that I have not been graced with. I have not been given. Anyway, um, but yeah, so, you know, I struggle with comparison. I struggled with insecurity. But over the last couple of years, I've been on a journey where I'm like, well, what does this book say about me? What is the truth about me? And there's also been prophetic words spoken over me, you know, words of, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, words of encouragement over my world. And I'm writing them down. I'm like, this is what God says about me. This is who God has made me, created me. And I choose to honor that. I choose to honor that and not my insecurities and not comparison or any of that. But I choose to honor what God says about me. Because God does this all the time. He is telling people who they are. All the time. And they're like, no, I'm not. He's like, no, this is who you are. God knows who you are. You know, uh, Simon, one of the disciples, his name one, uh, means uh, reed blowing in the wind. You know, just oh, fly over here and oh, over here. You know, this is like, a, it's a bit shaky, a bit unstable. Um, but but. Jesus says this in Matthew 16, 18. He says, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. So he goes from this reed blown in the wind to Peter, which means rock, which means strong, which means foundation, which means what he will build his church from. So that's what Jesus calls Peter, and we see Peter does that. From Abraham to Abraham, an H, a simple H in his name, changed him from being high father to father of multitude. 
Genesis 17.5, no longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. See, it can be as simple as an H. What's the H that God is saying you are? Which you haven't been believing. And that's who you are, not who who um, the people say you are, not um, what the devil says you are, but who God says you are. And we need to honour what he says about us and the names he's chosen for us. Here's some, if you need if you need some, and you're like, well, I don't know what my H is. Here's what your H is. Your H is chosen. Your H is kingdom builder, warrior, overcomer, healed, restored, free. That's who God says you are, because this is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible promises. All of those are, are from Scripture in this Bible about, um, about who you are. You know, something in the, it's said in here is that the devil is under our feet, right? Jesus defeated the devil. He's under our feet. But so, so often I find he's not under my feet, but he's in my head. And... I have a choice and you have a choice. And we can choose, do we agree with what he says, the devil says, or people say, or do we agree with what God says about us? Do we honour the lies or do we honour the truth? And instead of agreeing with the lies around my life or the insecurity, the, the I'm not good enough, I've, I've chosen to really centre my security and my confidence and my assurance and who I am and what God says I am. Can I encourage you to do that this morning? Yes, let's praise him. <laughs> and, and when you're doing this, you know, we, we live in a fallen world and, and I just want to encourage you that when you start doing this, don't, don't let other people's words or other people dictate who you are. Be centered on what this is. And, and, and there's a story in the Bible where, where Jesus did this. He, um, he, he had gone to heal Jairus' daughter. And he had said, um, as he was walking through, um, they said, the daughter is dead. The daughter is dead. And Jesus said, the child is not dead, but sleeping. He declared the truth. He said, yeah, it looks dead, just sleeping. You might feel dead today. You're just sleeping. Okay. You're just sleeping, and it's time to wake up. But um, <laughs> but anyway, um, but so what does he do? He 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 says, "Get out!" He pushes them out of the house. Well, he probably didn't push them. He said, "Go away," um, quite nicely. And then um, and um, he shuts them out, and he brings only the parents, Peter, James, and John, three disciples, and the parents, and they go up go up to the daughter's room and um, prays for her, and she she lives. Yeah, that's the story. Um, but, but what I like about this story and what I need to do more in my world, and maybe you need to do it as well, is that when people are mocking you for what God says about you or dismissing you or dismissing the promises, we probably just need to shut them out. Yeah. Shut out the mockers, you know. Shut out the cynics in your world yeah. and stand with those who will believe. Stand with those who will pray with you, who will encourage you, who will say, there's greatness in you, who will pull the best out. Because when we're clinging to faith for a miracle, 
And Jesus has told us, don't be afraid. We need to just not be afraid. Push out the cynics. Push out those who who create fear in your world or lies. And we need to choose to honour what God says about us. So we need to honour what God says about us and we need to honour the gifts that God has put within us, the abilities. We need to honour the opportunities that he's given us, the talents, the gifts, the abilities. And we need to take that pressure off. Just take the pressure off that, that, you know, you have to be good enough, you have to be smart enough, you have to be pretty enough, you have to have it all together. Because no one does. <laughs> oh, that's a simple truth. There we go. No one has it all together. <sighs> um, and, and, no, and God knows that we don't have it all together. God actually knows. He knows your limitations. He knows who you are. You know, Moses did this. So, so God is calling him. There's like this burning bush. And he's like, go, go free, free, um, free the Israelites, you know, go lead them. And Moses is like, but don't you know, I can't talk. I've got to stutter. Don't you know that? And God is like, I know everything about you. There is nothing about you that surprises God. He knows your weaknesses. He knows them. And Gideon, there's another story um, where an angel comes and and, um, asking him to lead an army. And he's like, but my clan is the weakest. I'm the least in my family. You might feel like you're the weakest and you're the least in your family and your friend group and your workplace, whatever. But you know what? God loves using those who are weak, loves using those who are small, because it's actually not about us. (laughs) The funny thing is, and I do this, the funny thing is, is that somehow we think that on our best day, on our best day when we're fully like, you know, charging for God, praying, we're all prayed up, we're like, yes, somehow we think on that day, that we could help God. <laughs> that we could help the all-powerful God because we've got it all together. The thing is, God doesn't need your all-togetherness. He just needs your surrender. <laughs> like your limitations don't limit God. In fact, your limitations reveal God because if you were doing it in your own strength, then where is God in that? It's about who he is and what he wants to do in and through our lives. Around last year sometime, I got this revelation around the parable of the talents. And you know, God, um, in this parable, he, um, there's a master and he gives his servant, he gives one servant five, one servant three, and one servant one talent, and then he goes away, and then he comes back, and he goes, what have you done with it? Um, And what's interesting is that he gave the talents according to their ability. And I just got this, like, real great sense of, God knows my ability. And he gives you talent, he gives you opportunities, he gives you skills, he gives you resource according to your ability. So he thinks that you are able can you think that you are able? So whatever opportunity, whatever gift he's given you, he knows you can do it. In your work, in your family, with your kids, 
raising your kids. God knew who your kids were before you did. (laughs) And he knew you were up to the job. (laughs) This seems crazy. (laughs) But of all the parents and all the people he could have chosen, he chose you for your kids. Anyway, sideline. And uh, I was on social media this week. Who, who, Who was on social media this week? Most people, maybe. Anyway, um, Christine Kane, someone I follow, um, she, she posted this really, really short statement. She said, God is not looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. So today, can we honor God with our availability and put weight into, into giving him all that we have? knowing our weaknesses, knowing our limitations, and knowing that's okay, it's good enough. So let's honor what God says about us. Let's honor the, the gifts and the talents and the opportunities that he gives us. And let's honor the call and the promise in us. You know, what, God, what has God called you to? I know what God has called me to. Again, it's centered on this, this, this word here, on the truth He's called me to seek first the kingdom of God. He's called me to be part of building his church, seeing his kingdom here on earth. He's called me to the Great Commission, to go into my world, make disciples, baptizing them, teaching them about Jesus. It's so great we've got a baptism service tonight. It's so great. That's kingdom growth. That's people who have gone from darkness to light and are declaring what God has done in their world. We need to see that every week. Every week. Imagine that. It would be a logistical nightmare, but we would push through. We would push through that. We would. (laughs) Yeah. We... We would push through it and, and um, we'd push through it because we need to do this on an ongoing basis. Yeah. We don't just honor one day and say, yeah, we did it. Yeah. We need to do it every day, yeah. every week, yeah. every year. It's a life thing. We need to ongoing honor what God has um, said about us, the gifts that he's given us and the call and the promise that he has for us. Joshua did this. Joshua was in the desert for 40 years, in the wilderness. And so he was walking around in the wilderness and he had a choice. He could let the wilderness get in or he could keep honoring and living for the promise. And he didn't face that choice for a day or a week. He faced that challenge and refused to agree with the lies of the wilderness for 40 years. Often we're like, yes, Yes, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. It's Sunday, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm praying, I'm praying. Yes, Jesus, woo, breakthrough, yeah. Um, and, then, and then if we're really good, we like get through Monday and Tuesday and then, and then we might get a top up on the next Sunday and then, and, and then we go to the next week and the next week. And, and sometimes, sometimes we can do this for like, like a month. We're like really believing, really believing for breakthrough. But how about let's not do it for a month, but let's do it for a lifetime. <laughs> you know, in the wilderness and in the waiting, we need to keep honoring what God says about us. 
where he's placed us. You know, day in and day out, Joshua, Joshua would have heard negative voices of those around him. All the Israelites who had to die off before they could go into the promised land, they would be like, oh, it's so hot. Oh, so sandy. Oh. I, okay, sorry. I should just sneak this in. This is not in my message. But, um, but I'm actually not a fan of the beach. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm okay with it. It's who God created me to be. Um, but, but, like, I just feel like the sand is, like, a little bit of glorified dirt. Do you not think? Like, you get there, you're a little bit wet, and then you've got, like, this, like, this glorified dirt all, like, on your legs, and it's, like, gets in the car. You have to, like, have a shower. Okay, anyone with me? Oh, yes! Yes! Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so Joshua was in this situation having to deal with glorified dirt every day. Um, <laughs> and all the whinging and like, oh, did God really say that? And oh, what is this promise? But he believed for 40 years. 40 years he stood on the truth. 40 years he believed what, the, what God had said to him that he would see breakthrough, that he would see the promise, and he valued that over the words of others. And we need to value the call of God and the promises of God more than we value the thoughts and the words of people. Because actually when we put our weight into what others say about us, when we're concerned about what others think about us, their opinions, we, we actually become like Pharisees. You see, the Pharisees in the in let me go back to it. The Pharisees in Mark six. I think it's verse four. And they and they were saying, Where did this man get these things? What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And then they were offended. See, they didn't honor him. And instead, they honored and they cared for their followers, what other people were thinking about them. And they didn't see the breakthrough that they could have. They were focused on impressing each other rather than focused on what God was wanting to do in their world. And recently, I've realized, you know, I've let a bit of Pharisee in me. I've let a little bit of Pharisee in me where I've, I've worried and um, wondered about impressing people more than impressing God. You know, God, God showed me this recently. I was... I was praying by the teeth. Actually, here's another story. <laughs> just because just we can have these little things. And I'll come back to it, hopefully. Um, is, is it, does everyone know what I mean by the teeth? Yeah, on Portsmouth Drive, there's these teeth. So the urban myth goes, okay, the urban council myth goes, um, that actually those teeth weren't meant to be placed on the land. They were meant to be placed in the water. That would have been far more cool, would it not? 
I know we've got a lot of dentists in, the, in this church, but, but I, think, I think teeth belong in the water, right? Anyway, anyway, there's a little urban myth for you. <laughs> You're like, that was random. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was at these teeth, um, and God, he just... He just gently showed me this. He gently revealed to me where I'd been focused more on, on what people think about me in my workplace than, than what God has um, said about me, what he's called me to do, um, and his plans for me. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd been scared that I'd look foolish. I'd look foolish sharing my faith and sharing the truth and the hope of, um, of Jesus, who I, who I believe in. And, you know, God revealed a couple of things to me. And the first is, um, is a declaration. I have a new declaration because I think when, when God reveals things to you and um, he aligns you, it will come back to the word. There'll be something in here that will help you um, um, take the next step to overcome to the next level. And, um, and in Romans 1.16, it says, it says, um, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And it's a declaration that I have been saying every morning. I say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of salvation for everybody. So that was one thing. So that's me honoring what God says. And the other revelation that, that God really just revealed, and it gave me such freedom it really did. It really, really did. Is because I was like, it seems so strange, doesn't it? It just seems so foolish what I believe, and and God was like, yeah, it is foolish to this world. It is foolish to this world. It really is foolish to believe that God created the world by speaking it. That seems foolish. It seems foolish to believe that Jesus was born by a virgin. That doesn't really seem logical. It seems foolish that there's a heaven and there's a hell and that the way to get into heaven is by believing in a man who is man and God and he walked this earth 2,000 years ago, hung on a cross, died for me, resurrected three days, stone rolled away. All of this seems foolish to the world because it can't be logically explained. It's not science, it's not intellect, it's not up here, it's in here. Yeah, and it's by faith, not by sight, that I live. Yeah, right. And the thing that God revealed to me is it's okay that it seems foolish. Because God is the one who reveals truth. He's the one. And you know, Scripture is full. This, this Bible is full of people who did foolish things, who believed foolish things and saw great victory, great breakthrough. Um, some of the people in this, this Bible, they, they believed what God said about them. They used the opportunity that God had presented them, the skills, the abilities, the limited um, ability they had, and they just used that. And they looked foolish. Here's some people that did all those things. Noah, building an ark, looked foolish. Like, what, what, what are you building? Like, what is that? So Noah building an ark. Moses, he stands with a stick before a flooding Red Sea 
with an army of Egyptians behind him. And, and, and he, <laughs> that would look foolish, right? If you put yourself in these situations. The Israelites marched around the walls of Jericho. So Joshua took the Israelites and they marched around the walls of Jericho seven times on the last day. And they let, they let the instruments lead them. They let the praise lead them. Seems pretty foolish. Doesn't seem like a great army strategy. David had a slingshot and some stones. This giant. Mary. She's pregnant, but she's a virgin. Really, Mary? Really? Come on. Tell us the truth. Peter steps out on water when Jesus calls him, on water. Like, like I didn't do physics, but I don't think that, that adds up. There's a woman with an issue of blood, and she just touches a garment. Like, that could change anything. Paul and Silas, they're in prison, they're shackled, and they worship, and they sing praise to God. And a small boy with some bread and some fish thinks, hey, I've got this. I know there's 5,000 people who are hungry, but I've got this. Seems foolish. And did our Jesus, our Jesus looked pretty foolish when before a generation he was hanging on a cross. The king of Jews the Messiah, they say, and look at you now. That's who you follow. But here's what happened with all of these people. Here's the breakthrough. Here's the victories that they saw because they honoured what God said. They honoured the opportunity and the ability that they had, and they honoured the call and the promise on their lives. And this is what happened. Noah and his family were saved from the flood. Moses saw the Red Sea part. The Israelites crossed and the Egyptian army was, was killed. Drowned. That's not kinder. Um, <laughs> the Israelites saw the walls of Jericho fall down. David defeated Goliath. Mary gave birth to Jesus. Peter walked on water. Paul and Silas were freed. The woman with the issue of blood was healed and a little boy's lunch fed 5,000 people. <laughs> yeah. And these are just ordinary, everyday people, just like you, just like me. They had the opportunity to struggle with what people thought, what the enemy was trying to lie to them, and then they chose to stand on no. No, I'm going to honour me. I'm going to honour what God says about me, the opportunities he gives me, and the promise. And I missed one. I missed one of those people who looked pretty foolish. Jesus. Do you know what happened with Jesus? Jesus got off the cross. He defeated hell. He defeated death. And the same spirit that raised raised Christ Jesus from the dead, lives in me, lives in you. 
Might just welcome the band back up. But, um, you know, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And as I wrap up this morning, I want to encourage you to put some weight into yourself, behind yourself, to honour yourself, to honour what God says, to choose the truth he says about you, the truth in the word, the prophecies that he's prophesied over you. You know, remember them. Choose to believe them. Choose to dismiss the mockers. Shut them out. Close the door on them and put value and honour into who God says you are. This morning, honour. Can you honour the gifts and abilities that God has given you? Can you take that weight, take that pressure off that you have to be good enough, smart enough, that God couldn't use you as you are? He knows your limitations. He knows everything about you. And it's actually all about Him and His glory revealed through your weakness, through your life. Could we put honour and value into how God has created us? Could we be available today? Could we honour the call on our lives, the promise, the call that God has for you? You might be in the wilderness. That promise that God promised you a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, it's not looking that possible. But it is. It is possible. If we'll keep honouring God, honouring what He says about you, the promises that He has for you, where He has placed you, day in and day out to focus on what God has for you. Could we put value on the call of God higher than the call or or the thoughts of people around us? Whether it seems foolish or not. You know, my prayer this morning is that you would honour yourself a bit more today. That you'd take courage and hope in who God said you are and how He has created you, what He says about you and the great plans and call He has for you. If you'll stand with me, I'll pray in a moment. Maybe this morning, you like me, you felt like the devil's been in your head. There's been some lies in your, and you've been putting more weight into them than the truth, what God says. Today, choose. Choose to replace the lies with truth. Read the Bible, you know, read this. Find out what this says about you. This, this morning and in all our services, we offer prayer. If you're like, I just want a word of encouragement, someone to pray with me. You know, after the service, there will be people here to pray with you, to encourage you. Maybe you haven't been using the opportunities or the abilities that God has given you. That's okay. You can choose today to be available, to make a decision. Maybe it's opening your home to an e-group. Could be using your musical gift here with the creative team. Or maybe it's as simple as encouraging someone else with a word of encouragement, praying with someone. Everyone can pray. We all have that ability. 
And finally, maybe, maybe you've been like me. Maybe you've had a little bit of Pharisee in you. Maybe you've focused a little bit more on what people might think of you than what the call of God is for you. And the thing is, we've all done this at some point in our lives. I've done it. You've probably done it. And there's a, there's a disciple that did this. Peter did this. He denied Christ three times. He was adamant he wouldn't. He was gunfire like, whoo, I'll follow you, Jesus, you know? And then, and then he just gets a little bit of fear in, a little bit of worry about what people will think of him. But you know what? When he saw Jesus, Jesus forgave him because Jesus loves him. And instead of bringing condemnation, he brought the call. He said, go feed my sheep. Go feed my lambs. Take care of my people. Take care of my church. Build my church. And this morning, I wonder if you're here and you're like, I've done all this. I've, I've believed the lies. I haven't been using my abilities like I should have, the opportunities that God does. Oh, I've been worried about what people think of me. That's okay. We all do it. But today, I think there's a call. I think there's a call where Jesus is saying, feed my sheep, build my kingdom, make disciples. Use your life, put weight into your life to honour God. Because when we honour the call, we will see kingdom unlocked here on earth. We'll see a bit of heaven released. We'll see people know Jesus. We'll see people set free. We'll see people healed. We'll see people redeemed. I'm just going to pray. Thank you, God, for creating us in your image. Thank you for that you knew us before we were born. Lord, that you created us for greatness. Lord, you know everything about us. And Lord, right now, where there's been areas highlighted in our lives, Lord God, where we've been believing lies, where we haven't stepped up to the mark. Holy Spirit, I just, I just ask that you come breathe. Lord, forgive us, God. And Holy Spirit, would you come speak your truth, speak your hope. God, that we might pick up our cross and follow you. Thank you, God, that you have chosen each one of us. Right now, God, Lord, I just... I just release a new sense of confidence and boldness within people, a new sense of courage in who they are in you. Lord, that no weapon formed against them will prosper, God. Lord, that the same God, the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in us. Lord, come breathe. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.